0: Hi everyone, and welcome back to The Real Real Podcast with me, Natalie Barbu. Today's episode is with a photographer, but his story is so cool because he actually went to school, he went to University of Florida, he studied business, so he was a business major, and didn't even realize he wanted to do photography until basically after college, which I just think is so inspiring in general. We put so much pressure to figure our lives out, Even in high school, it's like, okay, you're going to go to college and you're going to major in this, and this determines your whole life. And really, that's not how the world really works. So many people end up not using their major. So many people realize their passion until after college. So many people go back to school to get a second degree because they realize they want to do something else. And not everyone has one path. Not everyone has to go to college, get a degree, work in that degree, and get some years of experience and work until they retire that's not everyone's path in life and i just think it's really important to note on that because i know when people feel like oh, I'm not like using my major, or I don't really like what I'm doing anymore, or I have no idea what I want to be doing for the rest of my life. I feel like that's okay, and we need to emphasize that. So I really, really love how Grant's story starts off with not him knowing that he wanted to be photography from the day he could hold the camera in his hand, and he's been practicing on that his whole life and then he went to photography school and now he's a photographer. It's a more I feel like it's very unique but also so common at the same time. It's just not as glamorized, I guess, or it's not as um I don't know the right word to say, but like I guess acceptable by society, I guess. So, I just really really love the story how he got into it. Also, he has so much knowledge about photography, so Regardless if you're interested in it or not, but especially if you are trying to go onto the photography path or you are a photographer, I feel like this podcast is extremely relatable and also so knowledgeable just because he is doing it full time now and he really does love it and you can tell that he loves it and just his knowledge on photography in general and grant is actually my cousin naomi's boyfriend so my cousin she recorded a podcast um about grad school and they did this at the same time because they were both visiting me so this is actually the second podcast episode i ever recorded so if the audio sounds a little bit different than my like previous episodes that's why because it literally was before i even announced that I was starting a podcast me and him recorded this in March so it has been a hot minute since I recorded this episode and I just re-listened to it just to make sure it all flowed and sounded good and I didn't start it off with setting the record straight I started it with him introducing himself so if you're like wait natalie you didn't start off with setting the record straight i get into that i just i did things a little backwards because it was like i said one of the first episodes that i ever recorded and speaking of being the first episode or one of the first episodes i ever recorded i think it's crazy how in only two short months how things have I guess change but also just how much I love recording podcasts like I am having the time of my life recording these I am constantly thinking about who I should interview next constantly thinking of how I want this to grow and what I want it to become and it has just honestly inspired me because of the people I'm interviewing so it's really helped me and kind of been therapeutic in a way because I've been trying to figure my life out. And even though I'm sitting here and I'm like, you don't have to be what society to tells you you have to be, you don't have to do the traditional route, blah blah blah. It's so much easier said than done and I totally understand that. So right now I'm just kind of trying to figure out what I want to do in the next chapter of my life and I want to see if I need to make changes what changes I should make and I also want to stop being so scared about what people are gonna think because I feel like I get very held back by that sometimes and I need to start realizing that it doesn't matter I should be doing what's best for me and what I want to be doing and it does not matter what other people think so I don't know how I just got into that Um, but yeah I guess oh saying about the podcast yeah it's been very therapeutic for me so I hope that you guys have been enjoying it as much as I have been enjoying filming or recording these um and then I also wanted to just thank you guys for all of the reviews and if you guys didn't know I do reviews of the week so on every episode of the podcast I shout out one review of the week and I just want to thank you guys on here for writing reviews taking the time out of your day i know it's so much easier to like an instagram photo or to comment on an instagram photo or to comment on a youtube video than it is to leave a review on a podcast so i just want to say thank you for that because it does not go unnoticed and it's honestly another reason why i love podcasting so much is because i can read your reviews and literally i tear up reading them sometimes like i just i can't believe that this is my life and that i have the pleasure and like the honor of interviewing these people and putting this content out there that might be helping some of you um so i just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart so the review of the week is going to be from tasia and she says where do i even start i'm so grateful for natalie starting this podcast facebook group and being so open and honest it truly is refreshing to hear an established social social media (laughs) professional like herself to be so transparent about her career the tips advice is so genuine and that is rare i literally feel so driven and inspired after listening to each show i could not recommend more tasia thank you so much for that i mean you are the sweetest person ever um but i just it makes me so happy that you guys are actually getting something from this and like my tips or advice or whatever that i'm giving you or that the people i'm interviewing are giving you that they're actually helpful and i hope that it does bring something to your day whether it's just entertainment or whether it does motivate you to just do something like start your own business start a youtube channel whatever it is follow your dreams like i'm glad that it is um helping you guys with that and i also love that you guys have been loving the facebook group so if you guys didn't know we have a private facebook group on i was about to say on facebook um yeah that's obvious i will have a link in the show notes so that you guys can request to join basically it is not a place for me to promote myself anymore it is a place for you guys to network with each other and meet like-minded people every episode that the interviewer is willing to they are going to do a q a for the day on there so there's going to be a thread where you can ask the person that i'm interviewing on this episode any questions and they will answer them in that thread so that it's more personal and that if something wasn't answered from this podcast or you guys just want to talk about something a little bit more then you can do it on that thread but regardless of that it's not even like about the podcast the facebook group is literally there to to motivate you guys by each other like for all of you guys to motivate each other for if you need a job and you want to see if someone's hiring if you need to hire someone you can ask in that facebook group because it is like-minded like go-getter people and i just think that's so awesome and i'm actually a part of similar facebook groups myself and i really really like them and they motivate me and inspire me every single day so i'm just really happy that you guys are making use out of that and in there i just talk about any like announcements or something because i know that it's a little more personal and i'll get like one-on-one feedback i guess if that makes sense so be sure to join the private facebook group this is a very long intro i just wanted to kind of come on here and ramble because i missed you guys but i really hope that you guys enjoyed today's episode with grant he's the first boy that we have on the show so show him some love and be sure to follow him and everything like that anyways thank you guys again for listening to today's podcast and let's get started welcome to the real real podcast with natalie barbu instagram might be your highlight reel but we're here to talk about the real real Okay Grant, so just introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself, how you kind of got into photography.
1: Alright, so uh, my name is Grant Stemmler. I am a uh, lifestyle and wedding photographer in the Fort Lauderdale and Miami area. been doing photography professionally for only about a year and a half now and about probably equal time before that. It was just a hobby um, and mainly as I said, my work is on the lifestyle side, working with hotels and restaurants, um, so mainly the hospitality industry, and then, uh, of course, uh, weddings, both uh, photography and videography.
0: And like all my episodes, I always started off with setting the record straight, so I'm going to be asking you about five questions or five Kind of myths that photographers get and you can tell me if they're true or if they really are myths.
1: All right, let's do it
0: It's all about the camera slash the lens
1: Yes, and no, you'll probably see a bunch of videos already people debunking the myth of giving an amateur the best camera in the world and giving a professional an iPhone camera and the professional can do uh, Wonders even with an iPhone camera. So from that standpoint, Um, It really is about the photographer and not the camera when it comes to composition, working with your subject, um, just having an understanding of lighting and properly exposing whatever you're photographing. Um, But when it does come to photographing difficult situations or even special Uh, Video situations where a more advanced camera has better capabilities that certain other cameras can't achieve And the same with lenses then the equipment does make a difference when you're starting out Buying the most expensive camera won't lead to you know, it won't lead to professional grade photos
0: Yeah, especially for me for example I am not a photographer at all, but I do YouTube videos So I wanted to get like a really nice camera and a good lens, but I've realized quickly that it doesn't, I don't know that much about cameras, so I am, I know I'm not getting like the max capability that I could be, even though I have a good camera. Yeah. Just because I'm not trained in that
1: field, like at all, so. You'd be surprised how many people tell me they own a camera, but they're always like, you need to teach me how to use it. Because people buy the camera, but they don't even know Mm -hmm. what they're even doing with it.
0: Yeah, like I get the blurry background a little bit more, but that's about (laughs) it. You aren't a real photographer if you don't shoot in manual.
1: It sounds a little, uh, not to sound, I guess, bougie or like looking down on people that don't shoot manual um, because there are some automatic modes that are really great. But I think shooting manual is what makes you become a better photographer because you really do learn how your camera works and what settings work in better situations. So
0: this one kind of piggybacks on the last one, but you need good lighting to get a good photo.
1: Lighting is incredibly crucial. Obviously in photography, it's completely subjective. So what is a good photo? I mean, you could go on and on about that. I will say that in my field of work, I do a lot of food photography for restaurants. And for probably the first four restaurants I shot, I was doing all natural light, I was even having to put it on a tripod for long exposures, just to make sure that the light was like properly exposed and I was getting you know, the right colors and everything. Then I finally invested in a professional lighting equipment.
0: Yeah, I was gonna ask, do you use any studio lights?
1: I, I do now, and I will say that it not only just makes the situation easier from uh, controlling your light, the professional grade look of the photo the crispness the colors it's just it's night and day and that for for products that's how i look at it when it comes to people i'm this is when it becomes subjective because i only shoot natural light for people i'm not a studio portrait mm-hmm. photographer even you know i've seen wedding photographers that will bring a strobe flash mm-hmm when it's perfectly sunny outside and it just gives it a very cookie cutter magazine look to it. I don't like that. I like using the light of the day. So to kind of circle back, I would say that lighting can make a huge difference but it all depends on the look you're trying to achieve.
0: And this one I feel like I know what you're gonna say, but being a photographer is a really easy job. (laughs) Uh,
1: I will give credit to people that say this from the outside looking in, it looks really easy. Especially in my situation, I get to do some cool travel opportunities. And so obviously I'm showing all the highlights uh, where I get to go and the people I get to meet. People don't see is the eight to 10 hours a day that I'm holding very heavy camera equipment as sweaty as can be, not having food or drink most of those times, editing thousands of photos just from one day. So there's a lot of behind-the-scenes hardships, and as great as it is, it's very tough not only physically demanding, mentally demanding, but also there's a lot of pressure mm-hmm. depending on what you're shooting. Um, yeah, I feel
0: like weddings would have the most because that's, it's a one and done thing. <laughs> I have
1: people tell me that they don't shoot weddings because of the pressure. I think the, the reward is greater than the risk mm-hmm. and I'm well prepared, so I wouldn't tell someone who's just picked up a camera to go shoot a wedding. It's it's difficult when you know that you are in, in that specific situation that someone is trusting their forever memories with you and so I'd say pressure makes the job incredibly tough so as fun as it can be and it is my passion and I love my job it is at times very challenging in more ways than people probably can imagine
0: oh yeah definitely it's the same for editing videos and Mm -hmm. even doing like a podcast like the editing that goes into it and people just don't see that yeah You don't work that often as a photographer.
1: Uh, I feel like I touched on that a little bit just now. And Mm -hmm. so I will say that is completely false. Uh, Not only do photographers work all the time in my field, especially wedding photography, we're working weekends, all the days that people look forward to having off. Mm-hmm. we're working a lot of those right now I'm doing kind of the double hustle of a Monday through Friday shooting a lot of my hospitality work and then on weekends doing weddings so I'm almost working every single day of the week even if I'm not shooting a wedding that weekend I'm probably catching up on editing from a previous wedding so the workload is pretty heavy and like I had said it helps that I'm doing something I love mm-hmm. so it doesn't always feel like work you know, I get excited when I'm going through the editing process. I, I work probably more than I don't. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I even tell my girlfriend that I'm the busiest person I personally know. That is a complete myth. Photographers work all the time.
0: Okay, so tell us about how you started into photography, how you got into it. Your just photography story, I guess.
1: This sounds cliche, but I think even from... When Instagram first started, I felt like I had the eye, or whatever you want to call it. Um, I just kind of took a fascination in just capturing life as it was going. I mean, I remember even grabbing, like, an old video camera from my parents' house and just, like, trying to film Christmas morning or going to a cool museum. And I Mm -hmm. didn't know why. I just just said, "I, I want to be able to capture this memory. The first camera I ever bought was honestly a GoPro. And this was when GoPros were cool and no one had them.
0: Yeah, a bunch of people started filming YouTube videos with GoPros. Like, was yeah. their first just camera. Just a
1: super wide, it just looked terrible. Yeah. But I was like, okay, well, this seems like a real camera, had a decent price point. Started making videos, doing some cool photos. It wasn't until after I graduated college that I couldn't even tell you how, but I had some photographer friends and I just saw their work and I'm like, that looks really cool and what they're able to do for other people that is really awesome and i saw this art behind it and i had such a passion for it that i just reached out to one of my friends and i said tell me about what buying a first camera looks like and you know everyone kind of started with those introduction cameras that are a little lower price point mm-hmm. i had been saving up some money and i was like i think i want to buy like a nice camera
0: well what's the point of buying a cheaper one that's not as good if you're just gonna invest in another one later. I don't know, I feel like it's more of an investment you can learn along the way. If not, you're spending more money in the long run.
1: Yeah, and at that point I was saying, worst case scenario, I buy a nice camera and it just stays a hobby Mm -hmm. and I have great photos you know, I'll use this camera for years to come, but I said, best case scenario, it turns into something greater. Honestly, I said that with hardly any confidence that it would turn into something greater. I spent about $1,000 on a first camera, and that was draining most of my bank account at the time fresh, fresh out of college, and just kept working my other job, which was interning at a church at the time, and I was just taking photos at events for people and just giving them for free and i would bring it you know just around friends and they're like why do you have a camera like why are you doing that mm-hmm. i'm like i don't know it's kind of fun and no one really got it I went from working at a church to working at state farm selling insurance and then managing a co-working space and all that time had been just doing little photography things here and there sometimes for myself sometimes for friends and at the last job, the co-working space, I had met a videographer who worked for the company that I'm working for right now. And he said they needed a freelance photographer to come and shoot an event at a hotel. He had really not seen any of my work before. Uh, we had just talked a couple times, but he gave me a shot and I went out and I shot a, <laughs> a spring break style pool party, oh, which fine. was but... real wild. <laughs> really my first experience in South Beach. It was two months after that that I had accepted a full-time offer with them and just kind of took this leap. So that company is called Gather Grow Media and I've been with them for about a year and a half and that is the company that does the hospitality content creation as well as social media management and so that you know kind of pushed me into the photography world and I would say about six months into that is when I started to get interested in weddings and started out with doing a video for one friend's wedding and photo for another. And then all of a sudden, word of mouth spread and business picked up. and So I'm kind of just exploring all different fields, and that's where I'm at right now.
0: But you were originally a business major, right?
1: Yes, so I did skip that. (laughs) How did you go
0: from business to, I guess I know that you had like a Passionate about it, but did you think you were going to work in business?
1: Absolutely not. So I graduated from University of Florida with business management degree, um, which I really don't use now. <laughs> and, Do
0: you think it taught you anything in the field oh, that you're in? Man, or I hate saying not really. <laughs> I hope
1: my parents don't hear this, but honestly, that degree is a fancy word for people skills. And okay. I think if you have them, you. I did not need to take that, mm-hmm. and I did. So maybe. It reinforced a few things, but honestly, it was just to show that I had a bachelor's degree at the end of the day. But I think I was able to feel the freedom to do something a little crazy because I graduated early. I graduated college when I was 20 years old um, with my bachelor's because I had dual enrolled in high school. So I was 20 in the adult world looking what to do. That gave me the freedom to go into the adult world with not as much pressure of knowing what I had to do. You know, I, all my friends still had two years left in college and I said, this gives me some time to figure out. And so that's why I went from working at a church to insurance to um, a co-working space, you know, all three very different. And then, you know, eventually along the way, photography came in. My father being a, you know, background in sales and business probably wanted me to do something similar you know with the security because really not many people in my family have done the creative route no one else really in that creative field so I was doing something very you know contradictory to what my family had done
0: picking up a camera doing photography that's all very random like it's nothing that your family ever
1: completely random my mom was like did you have to buy a camera that was so expensive yeah
0: well now it's worth it it. yeah now it's worth it it is (laughs) so I know that you said that your family is more on the business side they're more traditional job and career paths so when they found out that you were quitting your job and doing going with this photography company did how did they react?
1: You know overall I think they knew I was young and could take a risk and they didn't know actually they didn't really know how serious I was about it I think when I jumped into it I know that I had expressed um, not frustrations about my job because I actually really did enjoy working at the co-working space and That was my first exposure to a bunch of creatives in one building, which probably played into the whole, you know, making the leap. You know, they they supported me. I was only 22. Yeah, I was 22 when I decided to make that jump. I think it wasn't until a couple months ago, my mom was like, yeah, you know, we're really proud of you and seeing how far you've come. Like when you started, we didn't think you'd actually like be this serious about Mm -hmm. it. Um, So maybe they thought it was going to be a fling, just me trying out another career like I had done before, but um, completely supportive, always had my back. No real pushback, except from my grandpa, my dad's side. He just didn't see it as a very traditional job. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the creative industry kind of has the reputation of not being the most sustainable, um, maybe not making the most money. How long can you really, you know, shoot weddings for and yeah. like all of that. And so I think it just had the reputation of, is, just, is this just a phase or is this really something that he's going to dive into and commit to for the rest of his life? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think once I was able to produce work and back up what I was saying with actual quality content, being like, wow, not only does he love this, but he's actually really good at it. Mm-hmm. Now let's fully back him up
0: and how did did you just started doing weddings by first doing a couple friends and then word of mouth or how important do you think social media is in that or do you have your own website or how do you besides word of mouth reach out to people
1: first wedding was actually i was at a wedding and i was going to like cocktail hour and my friend calls me and he says hey my sister's getting married tomorrow it's kind of like a shotgun marriage <laughs> and uh, they need a photographer. I know you kind of have been dabbling in photography. This was long before I even started full time. And he said, do you want to shoot their wedding? And he's like, it's just the ceremony in this small reception. So I said, sure. That was the first time I ever really did something. It honestly didn't turn into anything. I didn't use that work to promote anything at all. Um, Is that when
0: you kind of fell in love with it or not, not really even,
1: um, there were some aspects about it that I liked, Honestly, I look back at the photos now and I, I say, what was I doing? Really? Yeah, it's crazy how even a year, year and a half can can change that. Your style and, and even your talent, your skill. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it enough where I said I would do this again. But it wasn't until my friend, who I recently shot his wedding, he just said, hey, you do you do videos, right? And I go, yeah, he's like, well, my friends are getting married and do you want to do their video? And I said, sure Mm -hmm. now he actually told them that i made another wedding video that i didn't make that someone else (laughs) did so she called me and she's like yeah i saw the wedding video that you made i'm like no pressure that wasn't wasn't me
0: (laughs) did you tell her that it wasn't you yes i had to be honest
1: and and i was like but listen i know what i'm doing i promised to give you a good product and Mm -hmm. i did and it was great and so to go off your point about social media and how important that is is i posted that wedding video on social media and it might not feel like a lot but i got five inquiries about doing wedding videos no that's
0: no. a lot for starting yeah. out from zero to five exactly
1: no everyone was like whoa like i didn't even know you did this and and i was like i didn't either that was my first one <laughs> it's actually turned into business and same with some others every single thing i've posted on social media has led to oh i didn't know you do this like let me refer you to someone or even people I'm not even friends with but just kind of know me they're like hey i i you know, someone passed this along to me and, you know, can we talk about your pricing and all that? So Mm -hmm. the social media has been huge, um, in promoting, and I do have my own website. Here's my plug, (laughs) grantstemler.com. Oh,
0: I'll have everything, (laughs) everything linked. I'm going to tell them where to find you.
1: (laughs) But, um, you know, honestly, I think that, for me Instagram is more important than my website only mm-hmm. because even in with my agency, we know that when someone is looking to stay at a hotel, you know, we, we manage a lot of hotel accounts. The first thing they do now is they don't usually go to Google and say South Beach Hotels. Like they might have a name in mind of a hotel they've been told about and they'll go on Instagram, they'll search it up and based on what the feed looks like, they'll be like, This looks awesome.
0: Yeah, I've um, done that before. I do that even with restaurants. I'll look up on Instagram absolutely. what they look like because Yelp, yes, like Yelp and all these review sites, they have photos, but they're always really bad quality in the dark, you know, you Mm -hmm. can't really see how it looks like, but I feel like Instagram, it's all aesthetically pleasing, it makes it look way, not way better, but you know, it's like its best version of itself, so. I always look to Instagram for restaurants, hotels. If I'm going somewhere, I'll look to even see like the vibe of the place. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely someone who does that.
1: Instagram has become my best friend. My own personal account has almost turned into purely a photo-video account where I'm struggling to find, like even post pictures of myself. It's mainly just my work and my girlfriend, (laughs) Um, (laughs) who's a great model. That's who I am now. Like that's the brand I'm building. Like when people, when, when people hear the name Grant Stummer, I want them to think the the photographer. Mm -hmm. Do
0: you ever use hashtags or anything?
1: (sighs) Yeah, I do. (laughs) Um, But actually, I, I don't know. Some people are like, oh, they definitely work. And you know, honestly, I don't know if they do. Sometimes I don't use them. Sometimes I do. I hate honestly being the guy that like, post 40 hashtags in in a comment. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, I just
0: get reach and I feel like as long as they're somewhat relevant or as long as they're relevant, it's not annoying. Like when people post pictures and it's like hashtag girl, hashtag sunshine, hashtag summer, (laughs) (laughs) that's when I think it gets a little like, okay, what are you doing?
1: Yeah. Like my thing is, you know, there's a lot of um, photographer accounts that you know specialize in either weddings or portraits or whatever it may be and they'll literally say you know tag us in your photo and use hashtag whatever it may be Mm -hmm. to get featured so that's one thing that i you know try to get i guess out of it i don't know if it actually gives me more engagement if it gives me five more likes and at the end of the day maybe it's worth it maybe one of those people that see it ends up being a client yeah so you know to the haters whatever like yeah deal with it
0: (laughs) and how do you price your services like how did you realize okay this is how much i should charge for an hour or this is how much i'm worth that
1: that's a really interesting question because that took a long time um i
0: feel like that's so
1: hard it's a it's also a sensitive topic for not even photographers i think for artists
0: oh yeah in definitely. general
1: because you're trying to put a monetary value on what on on what your work is worth whenever there's pushback on your price or whatever you're like well do you not think i'm worth that much and mm-hmm. it becomes this whole thing and so i know the general rule of thumb is when you're starting out to be cheaper because mm-hmm. you don't have the portfolio. You might not have the experience. So at least if you're cheaper, that's what you can offer people. So that's kind of how I started out. I was doing portrait sessions for $100, a hundred dollars, which to some people might sound like a lot, but that's really cheap. I yeah. mean, I've heard of family photographers that will charge over a thousand dollars and I'm like, that's don't, don't ever do that you can find much better. But I think over time I started to figure out, you know, I'm going to charge by the hour. And what I tell people is that it's not just the hour that I'm with you that I'm charging for. It's for the time that I'm spending editing, yeah. whatever. And so just so that they understand, you know, it started small. It starts, you know, $50 an hour to $100 an hour, which what I put into it and what I and what mm-hmm. I'm delivering, I think my price point, I feel that I'm not being cheated and that I'm not being greedy.
0: Yeah. And also the equipment that you bought. I mean, you're paying kind of paying that back too.
1: Yeah. I mean, a lot of the times, um, you know, one wedding will just about cover the cost of a new camera or one lens, Mm -hmm. maybe two lenses. The pricing is very interesting. And I even struggle with, you know, when do I up my pricing Mm -hmm. and, you know, the scary moment when I get you know someone comes to me from a referral and I say oh it's this price and they'd be like well I heard you did someone's wedding for this price and it's just like you know I don't I don't know what to say that hasn't happened yet do
0: people ever ask you to shoot for free yes
1: (laughs) but they don't say they don't always ask for free they 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 poise it as like uh You know, I don't know if we can really like afford it, but we really love it. And it's like this guilt trip, especially when you know, like it's only when you know the person they Mm asked for. No one ever is ever like reaching out to a professional and saying like, oh, we don't know if we can afford it, but like maybe you just like budge this one time and that never happens. It's always friends. And I hate to say it, but you know, I'm probably selective with certain friends it's mm-hmm. the friends who aren't really your friends but want to be your friends when they need it, if yep. that makes sense. Yeah. You know, just people asking for favors. Cause at the end of the day, like good photos are, you know, it's it's a sought after thing. Mm-hmm. And if people don't own their own camera, no one wants to go the iPhone route, they're like, Man, if we actually want photos, we're gonna have to throw a couple hundred bucks. And so they'll look for their free options first. You know, something my friend pointed out to me that I thought was interesting is because they know it's my passion. They probably assume that
0: You're willing to. I'm
1: willing and it's I'm enjoying fun. and that mm-hmm. it's 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 no like it you know, it I'm like excited about it. They're but it's not still work. They're not you know? wrong. I you know, so I'll give an example. Someone comes to me saying, you know, I would love for you to shoot my son's graduation photos and I'm just like <sighs> trying to like Divert and and I'm just like that's not my passion. You know, yeah. there, there are people that do that You know, I can I'm able to but I, I my my field isn't family portraits and graduation. I want to shoot Lifestyle and couples and mm-hmm. engagements and weddings and like that's something I get passionate about so if I had Two of my friends that say you know, it's our five-year anniversary Since we met or something or one year of marriage whatever it may be and we wanted to do you know just have a couple nice photos together then I see that not only as an opportunity to gift something to my friends, but also get better at posing people. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe go shoot in a new place that I've wanted to shoot or try some new techniques out. And I know that because they're not paying me, there's not this huge pressure if like by chance I don't mm-hmm. deliver what they want. And I would because I think I would do a great job, but... There's no pressure, and then it's fun, and I'll bring music, and we'll just have a good time. But when it's something that I don't want to do, it, it gets hard to be like, well, I'll do it, but I need like yeah, pay me,
0: yeah. So that's hard. I think that's understandable, yeah. though. I mean, it's your job, it's your career. Like people know that you're doing this to make a living. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of friends might not understand. I guess they might think like, oh, come on, like do me a favor, like it's just an hour or whatever. But it's not just the hour; it's the editing mm-hmm. with the editing. Do you get annoyed if people edit over your photos, if you send them and then they upload it to Instagram and it's like totally different than what you sent them?
1: Yes. Um, Because, well, one, I'll say this. If you're asking me to be your photographer, you're asking for my style. Even if it like hurt my feelings a little bit, I would even much rather have someone be like, even if it's a little more annoying for me, I'd rather have someone be like, Hey, you know these photos are a little too vibrant, or vice versa, or could you could you make them a little warmer? You know, I don't. They probably wouldn't say that because I don't know if they know
0: yeah. the terminology.
1: <laughs> but you know, photos a little cool, and like, you warm it up a bit? I'd say no problem because I know at least if I know what they want, then I'll do it the Your right way, way yeah. rather than someone trying to do it themselves like and then Visco putting my or... then putting, <laughs> yeah, and then putting my name on it, and then. You know, if they did a great job then whatever. But if they didn't, then it's like well not only did you show that you're not happy with what I delivered you, but now you're giving a false image of what mm-hmm. I did deliver you and it's like don't even tag me at that point. And they're I,
0: showing off your art. Like they're saying that you did something but you might not have you know, like if it looks yeah. not as good it's it's putting yeah. your name on it, like you said, but it's not really yeah. your work. Yeah. Like editing is half of the it is, half the, it is
1: half the battle. Yeah. So it's just like, trust me. Like, I'm not going to give you something that I think looks bad. Yeah. Because why would I give you something that I want you to say, oh, Grant Summer took this if it looks bad.
0: Yeah. And since Instagram is so popular now, it, does it annoy you that people, like a lot of people, just claim they're photographers? Like, you'll go on an Instagram bio and you'll see photographer, but really they're just kind of shooting with an iPhone camera, taking uh, pictures of their friends. Yeah. Kind of like the Instagram model thing where everyone now is a model because they have a few photos of themselves and Mm -hmm. they post them on Instagram.
1: I don't know. I can tell right off the bat who's a photographer and who's not. Like I said, again, photography is subjective. So, like, technically, anyone that can take a photo is a photographer. Mm -hmm. Anyone that can sing is a singer. But it's kind of like there's a difference between a photographer and a professional photographer. If you're just put in portrait mode and just because you have the blur, you know, any more artistic than something. You know, Mm -hmm. I think it's a great awesome feature that Apple came out with. It's really cool. People just kind of claiming that they're like, they might not need an actual photographer anymore because they're so amazing. And I'm not trying to take the fun out of photography, but it's kind of like, it just comes up across as like, you're saying that anyone could do my job.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And I don't think that's the case.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree. It definitely is something that you work at for a long time and you can teach yourself. But I don't know, like you were saying, even the wedding you did a year ago, How it looks totally different than what you would do now. Mm -hmm. So uh, you're just constantly growing. Tell me about a horror story that you've had. Like Bridezilla's or crazy mother-in-law's or anything like that.
1: Okay, so I will leave location and names out um, for ambiguity. (laughs) Yeah, we Um, don't need
0: any names. We don't need... (laughs)
1: um, But I was out of the country doing a content shoot for a hotel. And we had brought two girls... Uh, who are I don't know. I'd say like micro influencers. Um, we the budget was small, so we couldn't actually afford full mm-hmm. models for this for this trip. One of the girls was absolutely a nightmare to work with every single shot that i tried to do like coordinate she would question everything that i was directing her but not in like a like a nice way like do yeah. you think this is? she was like oh my gosh but like i don't know, do i look like does this make look fat like uh how's my hair look like and i'm just like whoa you are <laughs> stressing me out i think that they were brought there for like almost like an influencer trip which mm-hmm. wasn't it they were just there to like pose Take, yeah and just be models and so every minor break we had, she was like, hey, could you just like, just like, she would like wave me over, like, could you come over here and like, just get like a quick picture of me? <laughs> and then she would just go into the, like ridiculous fashion pose. I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I'm not, I'm not your like personal photographer. Like, you're here for us. Yeah. Not the other way around. Yeah. Dealt with that for a whole week. And I'm like, we had one final shoot and it was this amazing thing, went on a, on a boat and we weren't actually shooting until we got to this certain place and I was, I think I was standing, I was like drinking a beer, everyone's having a good time, like it was so great, it was so laxed and she's like, um, excuse me Grant, could you move, you're you're blocking my view right now <laughs> and I was like, I'm, I'm blocking your view and even my coworker from like, like, you know, a few steps away was like, did she really just say that? Like,
0: and you're just on a boat with everyone?
1: Yeah, besides the fact that even, like, someone just just say, like... I can never imagine saying, like, you're blocking my view of...
0: Yeah, it sounds like a, a movie. It's not like
1: I'm standing in front of a TV. It's just, like, I'm standing <laughs> on a boat and whatever. But also, it's, like, be a little grateful that we yeah. brought you here, first of all. And then I kind of motioned back, and without even realizing it, I guess I stepped in again. And she's like, Grant, you're doing it again. Just blocking <laughs> my view. And I'm like, oh, hell no. And just, <laughs> so needless to say, we've never worked with her again. Never reached out again.
0: Well, I know from from being around certain influencers also there are definitely some you would be so surprised Like when you follow them on instagram they might seem super normal super nice or maybe not even normal but just like you don't think that they're very shallow or fake or whatever but like you work with them in person or you meet them in person and some people that either the numbers get to their head or they just think that they're used to like everything being catered Around them, so I am not even surprised that something like that would happen.
1: Yeah, like I said, never badmouth clients or anything, but every now and then there's just a few that. I don't know. It's just kind of like, what are you what are you thinking?
0: Yeah, and you meet a lot of people doing photography. You meet yeah, different types of
1: people. Yeah, so, you know, I think she's doing great and good for her, but we just never ended up working together again, and that's that.
0: Yep. Do you have any dream clients, or just kind of, you want to keep doing weddings, or...
1: From a wedding standpoint, obviously I can't say specifically, but it's a dream to do, like, a destination wedding. Yeah. Um, Not only from the sense of just, like, the excitement of travel, but the recognition of someone being like we like you so much that we want to fly you Mm -hmm. either you know if they're going a place then like they bring me with them or if it's like just a wedding in you know texas and they're like we want to fly you to texas to shoot and i'm just like yeah because i mean they can it's so easy to choose a local photographer the fact that if they saw you and they're like we want that guy no matter what so wedding wise that um a dream would just be to Shoot some celebrity, someone, mm-hmm. and I don't know who that would be.
0: Any off the, the top plate. of your head?
1: <laughs> Who's oh, the first one I, that you think of? I don't know. Maybe, uh, oh, that's so tough. I don't know if I say a guy or a girl. <laughs>
0: guy and girl.
1: Um, guy, I would probably want to photograph. Honestly, I would want to photograph Zach Zac Efron. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, have you seen those pictures of him on the horse, like shirtless? In and, Costa Rica? I think so. Yes. I, was, I like, have. I was like, that's a good looking man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, As my girlfriend. And then girl, I would probably say, I don't know. I would probably maybe throw out just like Alexis Ren or something just Mm -hmm. because of who she's worked with as photographers. So it's more of like a staple in saying like I have shot her alongside like other photographers that I look up to, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, not only a chance to work with a great model, but a chance to, you know, show that Kind of like i've made it mm-hmm. so that type of thing
0: yeah well one day well maybe we'll have you back on in like five years and you'll say oh i've worked this person this person, this person.
1: <laughs> that'd be awesome
0: okay a few last questions what is your biggest pet peeve and what is the biggest misconception about being a
1: photographer biggest pet peeve is when i'm photographing people and i give them direction and they like i you know pose them whatever and they say i don't know I just feel i feel weird i feel uncomfortable and mm-hmm. i'm just like just trust it, it's yeah. it, 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 the biggest thing is trust because
0: i've th- been in some shoots where i mean i don't do a lot of photo shoots but when i do one of my really good friends noah he's a photographer and he will put me in the weirdest poses mm-hmm. and i feel so awkward and then i see the picture and i'm like wow this this is amazing thank you yeah. <laughs> so it really like they have the vision you can see what is behind the lens so yeah
1: and it, you know just think about even when you're you used to get like your yearbook photos or whatever mm-hmm. and the photographer when you're sitting on that stool they're like chin down you know adjust your shoulders and like all this weird stuff and you're like i feel like a you know a the weird contorted statue and then you look at the photo and it's like oh it looks really normal yeah and so it's really just trusting your photographer and also especially when you're like paying me it's like yeah. if i'm telling you to do something don't like when people get annoyed mm-hmm. of like, well, I don't want to do this. I'm like, why'd you hire me then? Yeah, You know, let me do my thing. And I promise it's going to turn out. And I've done, you know, a couple poses and things that people were not prepared for and that they didn't have, um, it wasn't their expectation and they felt awkward doing it. And then I see them posting that as like the cover of the yeah. album. And I'm, and I'm like, I told you. Exactly. Um so really the the lack of trust is a big pet peeve and then you said biggest misconception. Yeah. I think it probably just goes back to the original myth of
0: people thinking it's easy. Yeah,
1: that it's easy mm. and your job's not hard. I think if it if it wasn't hard everyone would do it. Yeah, definitely. And you just don't see everything that goes beyond, you know, goes on behind the scenes. I, mm-hmm. Like the whole thing about photography and videography is like you see a product, you see a final image and you have no idea What went into it not only the day of and after, but before there? I mean, every photo shoot, every everything I do, even this wedding I recently did, I mean, I'm spending two hours on a shot list and inspiration and scheduling everything out Mm -hmm. and you know, making sure that it all comes together because things are happening tight, things are fast paced, always being able to plan for just things that are out of your control. And I mean, it's so difficult, but it's the most rewarding thing. Yeah. So it's more of just like, you know, when people hear, oh, Grant's a photographer. I think photographers photographers want a level of respect that comes with that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I even was telling this guy I know, um, just at a restaurant, we were talking. Um, he had come up to our table. He wasn't sitting with us, but we were, he was just like, oh, so what are you doing now? I said, I'm doing photography. We were talking a little bit, and then I started saying, you know, what kind of work I do, and he was like, oh, Honestly, when I heard you just said, like, photographer, you know, everyone's, like, I'm a photographer. Exactly. Yeah. And he's, like, but you're, like, actually a photographer. <laughs> and and then, you know, he's in that realm, so, like, he understands what goes into it. And so there's just that misconception. But, like, right there, you know. Yeah. The photographer word gets passed around so much that it doesn't hold a lot of weight. But for someone that actually is, it's, it's a lot of work.
0: Mm-hmm. And before we leave, any advice for someone who is not in photography but really wants to get into it? Um, they might not have had gone to school for it, but they're interested. It's a hobby right now. What would you say to them?
1: Probably don't do what I did, buying a $1,000 <laughs> camera just on a whim, uh, on the chance that it doesn't turn out uh, great. Probably bad for my own business, but I would encourage everyone to have a camera because mm-hmm. I think there's something special about professional-grade photos that... Yeah. Um, and going into that, I think YouTube is honestly your biggest asset, as it was for me. Um, if you, especially if you don't have any photographer friends to share advice, I mean, literally any question or intro to f- photography. Lesson you're looking for is on YouTube. I typically just find people on Instagram that are great photographers, and it turns out most of them are all doing tutorials now. Mm-hmm. Um, so not only can you learn how to be a great photographer, but you can learn how to be a great photographer in the style that of someone you of like. someone you like. Yeah, and you know it is good to have hands-on experience with professional equipment and there's amazing rental sites. It it might seem like a lot if it's your first time doing it, but you can rent a solid camera and lens for a week for like a hundred dollars. If you really dive in, then that would be enough time to be like, wow, this might actually be worth buying. I didn't know that at the time, I probably would have done that before i bought my actual camera. Once you have it in your hands, you've probably heard this before, but it's really just shoot, shoot, and shoot more. Shoot as many people as you can. People are always willing for free photos, yeah. as we talked about. <laughs> and so if you said, Hey, I got a really great camera and I want to shoot some photos of you and like you'll you'll have an endless amount of models. And you want to turn it into something more, then you can make a business out of it. Um, but if not, it's 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 an amazing passion for some people. I think the coolest thing about photography is there are so many different areas. Like I said, mine is mainly wedding, lifestyle, couples. Um, Mainly, I love to shoot people, but environmental photographers, just landscape photographers, Uh, people that shoot pregnant women which is now a thing yeah Uh, boudoir shoots which are you know shooting women in lingerie for the women empowerment just there's so many areas that if anyone ever says photography is not for me well I just don't think you've actually like done your research
0: awesome so thank you so much for doing this interview and for teaching me and everyone listening about more about photography and the behind the scenes of it so where can they find you
1: so but
0: shoot your plug now (laughs) this (laughs) is
1: (laughs) <laughs> the, the shameless plug. Yeah. <laughs> um, so on Instagram, I'm just at Grant Stemler, kind of just spell it how it sounds. And in or on my page is the link to my website. And those are pretty much the two main mediums that I'm using to promote my work. You can find me there and see photo video work that I've done and, you know, hopefully more that I will be doing. And I'd love to talk to any of you. If you have any personal questions uh, about anything, um, shoot me a message and uh, yeah, I think that's about it.
0: Okay, great. Thanks.
1: All right. Thanks, Natalie.
0: That is it for today's podcast. I really hope that you guys enjoyed it, whether you are a photographer or you just wanted to hear a story about someone that didn't go the traditional route that we typically always see, I guess, or that we are told is the quote unquote right way to do it. So I'm just so inspired by Grant and I know that he is killing it and he his work is If you look at his work it is proof of what hard work and talent and skill and doing what you love like all of that like you can see it through his work so be sure to follow him on his instagram check out his website and if you guys are in south florida and you want to do a shoot with him definitely definitely dm him just because he is so talented and your pictures will turn out amazing but anyways i hope that you guys enjoyed this episode and again be please be sure to give it five stars on itunes if you guys do please send me the a screenshot of you listening to the podcast or send me a screenshot of you reviewing it so i can just personally thank you so thank you guys again so much i love you guys and i will see you guys in next monday's episode